In 2019, the Pew Research Center found that Americans over 60 who live alone spend an average of 10 hours a day by themselves. Another study in 2020 by the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine found that one-fourth of adults 65 and older are considered to be socially isolated. The risk factors for elderly facing social isolation include high blood pressure, heart disease, obesity, a weakened immune system, anxiety, depression, cognitive decline, and Alzheimer's disease. It's a stark reality that the COVID pandemic put into acute focus as even the chance social encounter for many elderly was eliminated. But the studies show something else. Conversely, people who engage in meaningful, productive activities with others tend to live longer, boost their mood, and have a sense of purpose. These activities help maintain their well-being and improve cognitive function. And the church is listening to that, particularly the church in a northwestern Wayne County family of parishes who created a group to engage and gather the talents and wisdom of their wisest parishioners to enhance parish life. They call it Seasoned Saints. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. This episode of Detroit Stories is brought to you by our friends at Catholic Funeral and Cemetery Services, a ministry of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Pre-planning your Catholic funeral is a gift of love for those you cherish. To learn more about pre-planning to prepare those you care about for this journey, visit cfcsdetroit.org. The four parishes of the Northwest Wayne Two family, Our Lady of Victory, St. Colette, St. Edith, and St. Kenneth, have a theory for how to best grow the church. If you want to grow a church, you start with the heads of the families. You start with your seniors. When the four priests talked in our family, they talked about, um, you know, what could they do? Um, what would be a good point to start in the family? This is Cindy Portis, the Christian Service Coordinator for St. Colette's Parish and the Evangelical Charity Coordinator for the Family of Parishes. This group is a response to the growing focus on elderly that stemmed from Pope Francis's January announcement instituting a church-wide celebration of a World Day for Grandparents and the Elderly to be held on the fourth Sunday of July. In his announcement, he said, The Holy Spirit, even today, stirs up thoughts and words of wisdom in the elderly. The voice of the elderly is precious because it sings the praises of God and preserves the roots of the peoples. You start with your seniors and your parishes. They're the ones who will evangelize and bring the younger people in. They'll bring their grandkids, their kids, to events at the parish. So if you can draw the seniors of the parish in and make them feel comfortable and welcomed at all the different parishes, they in turn will invite people. This group would create an opportunity for this foundational group of parishioners from all four parishes to mingle, grow, and activate a chain reaction within their parishes. It would be called seasoned saints. Cindy's idea, because as she says, We all bring a different flavor to the table. As different spices bring flavor to a pot of stew, we can all bring different flavors to the table. And what better table to take it to but the table of the Lord? I truly believe that they are an important, valued group in our parishes and that we appreciate everything that they have done to support the parishes through the years, to volunteer through the years, to just be there 
you know, for our pastors. I said, you truly are the salt of the earth. And just like salt was worth so much back in um, Jesus's time, they are very important and they have a lot of worth and value too. So I think that it's just, it's important that, you know, they're, they're one of the groups um, that are really what keeps the church just going right now. Cindy's the perfect person to manage this group. She throws herself into all the particulars with a characteristic creativity. So when she had to come up with a theme for the first meeting, she really got into it. The first meeting was in March, after the COVID surge of the holidays, and for many of the parish's seniors, the first time in the last two years that they were coming out of isolation to a parish event. The first meeting was um, really interesting. They were very, um, you know, very excited to be together. A lot of excitement to be together, a lot of chatter in the room, you know, seeing, just reconnecting. It was nice to see them reconnect with one another. We um, did a survey of interest, things that would interest them from, you know, a Bible study, book study to exercise to, you know, um, bowling, you know, museum trips, anything like that. Things that they would um, be interested in. Each month has a theme. July was themed around Independence Day and featured an Abraham Lincoln impersonator. June was a graduation theme. For the April meeting, the theme was baseball. And like all the meetings, Cindy dressed the meeting hall to the nines. It was covered with baseball bats and balls. They were served hot dogs. The seniors dressed up in their favorite team swag, the brave few wearing teams other than the Tigers. And even the spiritual analogies in the talks were tied into the theme. And I had written um, an analogy of um, baseball, church life, being in the church, being a Catholic, um, to baseball and how who's, you know, who's on our team right down to our, you know, our churches are our stadiums and, um, you know, and our baseball players who's on our team, who's, um, I mean, I went right, you know, our pastors, our coaches, um, you know, who's pitching to us? Is it Satan or Jesus? Um, But they really enjoyed that theme. For a group of seniors beleaguered by the past few years of isolation and a nation entrenched in political squabbles, the brevity of something as light as a baseball rivalry was a refreshing change. It was so nice to see them connect with one another and to just hear the chatter in the room and hear them saying, oh, I'm so glad to finally see you again. And and it just... It just has been heartwarming to see them connect with one another. They've also, um, I think, have really connected even with people when they've sat at tables where they didn't know someone. They've connected with people who, you know, one lady told me that her husband worked with this man that she happened to sit at this table with, but they didn't know each other until she sat at that table for that lunch and they got to talking. And she said, it was so nice to hear him talk about my husband you know, who is deceased now. And, you know, so that has been just to bring them together and to see them intermingling and building community is what the Family of Parishes is all about. You know, sharing our resources and building community within our four parishes. This is really helping do that at this level. 83 people showed up for the first meeting, ages 68 to a spry 101. For the four parishes working to mesh together, Cindy thinks it makes sense to start at the heads of the families. I think the senior group is a group that we really need to listen to. They have a lot of experience. They have a lot of 
um, you know, they, during June, I talked to them about, you know, trials and tribulations and, you know, maybe because we did graduation, that was our theme. And while many, you know, some have graduated, some of the men went right into the service, didn't graduate from high school. We talked about their successes and, um, and they have so many things that they have been through, you know, um, from financial issues to, you know, recessions in the country, you know, the Great Depression. I mean, so many, there's so much that they have, their wealth of knowledge, truly a wealth of knowledge and, and are willing to share, you know, um, their trials and tribulations with um, each other and to make the church stronger. I really do. And they have, they have such a strong faith. You know, they truly do. Liam Neary is one of the proud octogenarians of the group who is known for his charismatic personality, humor, and costumes. I'm, I'm sort of a goofy. Um, I've, I've always been a ham. And uh, so I wore a bee costume. That, <laughs> that, got quite a, that got quite a stir. He and his wife Charlotte have been parishioners of Our Lady of Victory for about 20 years and other metro Detroit parishes before that. But as he would put it, they've always been... Roman Catholics. We roam over here and we roam over there. And so we're very familiar with St. Edith, uh, St. Colette, um, and somewhat of um, St. Kenneth. So when Liam and his wife heard about a group for seniors from the whole family of parishes, there was no question about it. They were in. We tend to go to Mass every week. We all sit in the same spot, most of us. Um, we know the faces around us, and we nod to them, and uh, but we never get to know them. And so the nice thing about having the luncheons is that you actually get to sit with with folks. Uh, we have our name tags on, so you get to learn their names. And uh, um, it just, you know, it's, a, it's a, a bonding kind of thing for the people who, per, who pretty much have the same values as you have. Since starting the group, he's created new friendships within the family of people he'd never known before. Easily a half a dozen. You know, we have been close, closer friends and sometimes we go out to dinner together um, and, you know, such like that. For someone as social and gregarious as Liam, this group has been a breath of fresh air after a difficult couple of years. Well, the COVID thing has, has uh, created a, uh, a different ambiance, I guess, would be the word. Um, we don't see some of the same people at Mass anymore. Um, you know, they're concerned about still coming back. Sadly, some of our friends, you know, have, have spouses passed, and they were lonely. Liam and Charlotte were two of the Our Lady of Victory volunteers who would contact a list of isolated parishioners during COVID to check in and help them with whatever they needed. They also volunteer at hospice. Within the seasoned saints group, Liam and Charlotte consider themselves two of the lucky ones. In times of loneliness or distance from their two adult daughters, they at least have each other, and that's something they are very thankful for. For others, like Sandy McLeod of St. Kenneth's, her isolation is what makes the group so paramount. I have to confess that I don't have a lot of good friends, a few, but I'm, I'm 82 now, and so, you know, people are... Um, moving from the parish because they're going into um, assisted living facilities. 
and um, and it's a little more difficult for me to get to some of the functions. And of course, the fact that we've gone through the pandemic has really, I think, affected my ability to maintain some of the friendships that I had begun to develop. Sandy, who is sweet as the day is long, lost her husband in 2007. She and her husband were never able to have children, and so the blessing of seasoned saints has meant everything to her. It is a chance for companionship. That's why the luncheons are so wonderful, because they are daytime luncheons, and I'm finding it difficult to drive in the evenings now. And as long as there are daytime luncheons and I can get there in the daytime and and get to socialize, you know, sit down with other people. COVID meant something different for Sandy than those with spouses or those with low health risks. It meant a time of televised masses, little social interaction, and even the chance social encounters that may come from a trip to the grocery store or post office were eliminated. It was a time of endless silence. The seasoned saints' meetings were a refreshingly contrasting cacophony and warmth. And I was just delighted to get back to going back to church and seeing some of my my friends, some of the associates that are there. I had the good fortune of attending two luncheons, and they were just wonderful. The camaraderie was great. Just spending time with the other parishes was wonderful to get to see the folks from the other parishes. It was, you know, there were so many things about the parish I missed when I wasn't able to go. So many things. And uh, it was so nice when we were finally able to get back into the church. Since the most recent meeting, Sandy has broken her shoulder and is unfortunately on bed rest. But the thought of the budding friendships, the laughter, and spiritual consolation are a hope she holds on to until she can return to the meetings. Oftentimes, seniors are the underappreciated backbone of our parishes. While so much focus in the church is on drawing in youth and families as numbers of faithful drop among a backdrop of increasing nuns, the glue holding the parish together, from the retired Knights of Columbus who tirelessly volunteer, to the faithful daily Massers who uphold their families in countless hours of prayers. They work in our pantries, our food kitchens, our schools, The faith they've impressed upon their families and the surrounding community holds untold significance that is less celebrated just by the nature of the fact that it is often done in isolation. Well, today, let's celebrate them. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. This segment of Detroit Stories is brought to you by our friends at Catholic Funeral and Cemetery Services, a ministry of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Pre-planning your Catholic funeral is a gift of love for those you cherish. To learn more about pre-planning to prepare those you care about for this journey, visit cfcsdetroit.org.